So you never know who you're going to meet. The world is small, We but different age division today. <laughs> We've got uh, singer, songwriter, Danielle Durek out of the Ari out of Arizona, Scottsdale area. If I've got it right, Danielle, do I have it right? Yeah. yeah. And she has her own, you know, indie album, if you will, you know, kind of self-produced, responsible for everything. Uh, kind of reminds me of like a, like a crazy self-published book. But anyway, before we get into my questions and conversation with Dan Danielle, why don't I just turn it to her and let her do her thing for the next few minutes. All right, over to you, Danielle. Awesome, thank you, Jay. Uh, I'm gonna play a little song. This one's off of my most recent album called No Place. It's called Don't Know If I'll Stick Around. <clears throat> Set them out on a wire. Can't make decisions to save my life. Could you show me how? I called him up on a Friday. Said I wanna go dancing. You called me back on a Monday once all the bars were closed. But it's okay. Can't complain, got a good thing going now. But one of these days, the feeling has changed. Don't know if I'll stay, don't know if I'll stay. to come back crying oh i don't want what i need i can't discern a damn thing but i try my best to be happy i try so hard to be what you need i just want to be everything i fall so short but it's okay can't complain that a good thing going on. One of these days, the feelings change. I don't know if I'll stay, don't know if I'll stay. Pack my things, don't leave this place. Don't know if 
everything going down. One of these days, gonna pack my things, gonna leave this place. I'm all fasting. what your third fourth third, third third album i put out like a demo before the first album but yeah and when was that when did this whole thing when did you know journey i guess is too fancy a word but when did this begin yeah it uh i i put out that first demo in i think 2014 like the mm -hmm. end of 2014 2014 so that you were what a teenager yeah i was just out of high school i was 18. just out of high school and then did you get were you formally like educated in music or how, how did you get started why, why why did it come to you that oh i'm gonna sing you know it's it's not the most uh i don't know it's kind of a silly story i just loved like britney spears and <laughs> christina aguilera and all of the pop stars that i like was um exposed to i guess and like watched them sing and dance and as a kid i was just really captivated by it and i knew that that's what i wanted to do obviously that's evolved a little bit but um still kind of like where it all started and then i I started writing songs before I knew how to play instruments. So I started writing just lyrics and melodies in like the fifth grade. Fifth and grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really great material back then. <laughs> well, but uh, when did the music, when did like learning how to play an instrument, did you take lessons of some sort or? Yeah. So when I got into high school, I had been messing around and like kind of self-teaching on piano. Um, and then when I got to high school, they had like studio keyboard classes and I took two semesters of that. Um, and then a studio keyboard class in college. But other than that, that's pretty much it for piano. And then I'm self-taught on uh, guitar. So, you know, we had spoken before, before we had agreed to have this interview. In high school, you just started for keyboards keyboard studio but then you almost went to college to study music is it right yeah yeah I almost went um I was I was accepted into Berkeley um in Boston and was gonna go for vocals um but obviously it was a bit you know cost prohibitive <laughs> well vocals to a school like Berkeley that's isn't that really like reserved for the formally trained I mean you know that's the absolute highest end of conservatories right. Yeah, I mean, I did I did take voice lessons. I took voice lessons from seventh grade. Okay, okay. But I stopped in high school when I joined choir, and I was in several choirs at that point, so was still being trained. Um, but Berkeley's kind of a funny one. They're not like Juilliard. They're, they're a little bit more, or at least that's how they market themselves as like a more contemporary, more like open, you know, 
like a jazz school. I don't know. <laughs> so you were, so yeah, it's interesting, you know, because I, as I mentioned to you that, you know, I've had Kevin Cole, who's a pianist yeah, and, you know, he was accepted to Juilliard, uh, you know, even though he had background, not similar to yours, you know, hometown, you know, a fraction of the size of right. you know, anywhere in Arizona. Yeah. But that is, you know, kind of, you know, the properly, you know, you've got to be educated or, you know, show off your wares in classical. I mean, basically, yeah. you, 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 there's not really a shortcut, but yeah. sounds like for vocal, you didn't have to do that for vocals, meaning, you know, this wasn't like a, you know, alto or soprano and opera or anything like that. You didn't have to no. do that. when. You yeah, just, they, I mean, like I said, they kind of market themselves as like a, like a contemporary music school. Um, my audition was with, a, I, I sang a Lauren Hill song <laughs> for my audition. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So quite a um, different way, pathway. Yeah, totally. But I did have to audition for, I, I ended up going to Arizona State and I got um, an interdisciplinary degree, but I had to audition for basically what was like a music minor that was like half of my degree um and I had you know I had to sing some opera for that so and I've done it once or twice <laughs> so what are what range are you are you soprano or yeah that's what you, you would you would call it yeah yeah I'm definitely the higher the higher end of things so you're at Arizona State and you're thinking to your so you studied me at the music school as half of your background and then you went to others like other academic topics so you had an actual other major I guess it would be What's yeah it's, the major was interdisciplinary studies which is basically they just like stuck two minor together and called it a major I see and what was your other interest in things just like that general business it was kind of like to please my my parents and <laughs> Are your, are your parents from the business world? You know, do they work and in, in, from the business world or? Yeah, my mom's uh, in the corporate world for sure. My dad, he didn't go to school. So like he kind of has that mentality of like, this is what I should have done, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> that, that kind of pressure is from both ends, just different sources, I guess. You know, I was kind of wondering, so like, you know, the background on how we got to, you know, even connect your brother, I think, right? Matt, do I have it yeah. right? Is, yeah. is, he, is he younger or older? He's older. He's older. Yeah. So he reached out to me out of the blue because we had a common friend. Mm-hmm. Matt, Matt's a friend of someone who reached Carol, out to me. Right? So, so I think that that's right. So anyway, you know, I was struck because, you know, in what I do and, you know, book, blah, 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 and these other things, you know, it's not, it's not a natural connection point but it's one that's important to me actually and you know a, a lot of why you know encouraging persons in your age division you know what the newly 26 do i have it right yeah <laughs> thanks <laughs> just the other day yeah uh, am, I, am i supposed to reveal your age on my maybe this is like not in the You're okay. yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> so um you know what struck me was just a you know a practical practical everyday common sense you know approach so I was kind of wondering where that come from because sometimes it takes people to their 50s and then they still don't exactly have it because they've been so biased by you know 
bar talk or some weird rumor or some other, you know, fake stuff, but you actually have both yeah. the background and then also your parents' influence, you know, along those lines, probably, or am I speculating? No, I think my, I think my mom's just, she's pretty, I, yeah, I think both my parents are, are very much like, you know, head on their shoulders down there type people, but I also think I went to like a parochial school, uh, elementary through um, eighth grade, and they, they, there was a big emphasis on like critical thought and like, you know, just, I don't know, processing information and checking your sources and, you know, things like that. <laughs> so when you meet someone on the street and stuff like that, and someone says, okay, what do you do? And yeah. what, what's the first thing that you say? <laughs> it depends what kind of conversation I'm trying to have, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, no, I usually say I'm a musician, you know, I'm an independent musician. And then they'll ask me, you know, what kind of music? And I'll tell them I'm a singer songwriter and I'll try and name some artists that they might know, you know. That so what I, would your name? So, yeah, I mean, it depends on the, you know, the demographic I'm talking to. Like, if it's young people, I'll, I'll say, like, Phoebe Bridgers or, like, Julian Baker, Lucy Dacus. Um, and then if I miss that crowd, you know, I'll say uh, Sarah Bareilles, Ingrid Michelson, Regina Spector. Um, and then if that's kind of lost on them, I'll be like, Joni Mitchell, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that kind of world. <laughs> yeah. And now how do you, in the age of COVID, is it different as far as, you know, performing? Do you, do you perform gigs? Is our live gigs, you know, back up and running as far as, you know, you can see, can tell? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, for how long, I don't know. But yeah, for now, things are more or less back to normal, at least here in Phoenix. Like, they're doing shows at full capacity and, um yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, there's speculation that, that, you know, the new variant is going to really throw a wrench in things, but um, for now, we're back to normal, full capacity, and everything's back to normal, except I worked through some pretty serious stage fright um, over, like, the last six years, and I'm basically back to square one with that after taking, you know, a year and a half off. I get... I got recently got back on stage and was just absolutely petrified again. So got to relearn. Did you take training to get over it or how'd that work? I mean, or it's just well, kind of bite your, well, I guess can't bite your tongue and perform, but <laughs> you yeah. Kind of just suffered through it until um, I realized, like, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things that I, I really wanted to do and I wanted to work through it. So suffered through it until eventually I realized it wasn't going to kill me, you know, and um, I could relax a little bit more on stage. Just kind of the thought that like, even if like the worst case scenario happens, like I'm still going to wake up tomorrow and still going to be doing music. So whatever. So now day to day, you're, what, what does a musician do? I mean, I'm always very curious, like you, you, you wake up and you, think of songs or you're walking around and observe something and looking for inspiration for songs or how does the creative process work for Danielle? Yeah, it's, it's not, it's never for me, at least it's never that conscious. Like, I feel like if I try to write a song about something, those are my worst songs. Or I, <laughs> if I set out and I'm like, I'm going to write a song about this, it just comes off as so like contrived and like, I don't know. Um, 
sometimes like weirdly preachy and like I just the best the best songs happen when it's just kind of like I'm bored and I pick up my guitar and whatever's kind of like the mental chatter just pours out you know um and yeah that's and that's hard to like bank on right like you right just like make <laughs> that happen um so that's a little bit scary but yeah no it's just kind of like a normal <clears throat> normal life but i play guitar and i write songs and i spend time and money recording them and putting them out for for the world <laughs> you've got these music this music and this collection of songs which i've listened to you put yourself pretty far out there like on a personal level is this the connection you're seeking or trying the connection you're trying to communicate yeah i mean i guess i like like i said when i write it's not it's not like a particularly like conscious like i'm gonna write a song about this it's just like whatever i'm feeling that day is going to be on the page and like and I think that that um, that is how I would like to come off. Like I want to be the most authentic um, uh, version of myself. Um, and I, and I think that that is like what art is kind of about. It's about sharing that stuff and um, being able to relate with people that you've never met about just baseline human experience, you know. Um, and it is like, it is vulnerable, but I think it's worth it at the end of the day. Like that feeling when somebody, somebody gets it or somebody feels seen by it or, yeah. Do you so. get lots of feedback or I have no idea what's sitting in your comments, I, you know, or emails and things like that. And is it usually from persons in, you know, female at your age division that you're, that you would notice as far as your comments go and you know feedback for your music or yeah i mean um people have been overwhelmingly like kind and like supportive um i haven't really gotten any like you know just hateful me messages yet which i think that means that i haven't made it yet so <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to that day um but yeah no i i'd say it's a good mix of people spotify has a really great like analytics page and i my demographic is definitely like um it skews more towards women and you know um like 20s 30s is like the age range of like who's listening obviously there's people in all age ranges but those are the bulk of them it's crazy right how much data you can get i, I have no idea what that looks like but i heard what if someone if you your song is added to a playlist or something like that you can tell yeah yeah it's got like basically a list of um yeah ever i think it only shows you like the hundred largest playlists that it you know that you're on but it um it shows you <laughs> all the playlists your songs are on which is so funny to like scroll through and see what what kinds of playlists <laughs> oh you're on so if I so if I had you on like a playlist with like Anthrax, you would then you know or or Iron Maiden, you'd see that your songs with that list. Yep, <laughs> I would know. <laughs> that is that's both good and a little worrisome. <laughs> I mean, it's good for you. I, mean, I would think. I mean, I would want to know for sure. I'm not sure if I want 
people to know. It's kind of like, you know, before there used to be this thing called, well, you're, I'm, you probably know, but you know, this used to be an iPod. Right, right, right. <laughs> I had an iPod. <laughs> you know, and then like people would play their playlists and then they, or people would try not to play their iPods in public because then it would be too revealing about what combination of music they were actually listening to right? and things like that. So it's a little worrisome. Like Spotify has this thing where. Where you can see what your friends are listening to. Yeah. I know. I know. It's bad news. I, I, I shut mine off. I mean, I've, yeah. I've got my, all mine, you know, and if, and if it's not private, that's like a complete error, I mean, right. you know, and things like that. So back to your music. So what, uh, what's a, your dream? I mean, I'm gonna give you a blank piece of paper. Danielle gets to do what she wants or she gets to situate her career and, you know, the way she would like. What, would it, what does that look like? It's kind of evolved over the years. I think right now, you know, the dream is to like tour the world and like, you know, be compensated for that, you know, not have to go into extreme debt in order to achieve that, you know? Um, yeah, tour the world at like 500 capacity venues and like, I don't know, uh, develop a, a fan base and, um, Gosh, I, I should, I mean, I, I, I do this exercise once a year. I go and I write it down in great detail what I, you know, what I'm aiming to do, but um, I would love to like, you know, buy a house and be able to put my grandmother's piano in it and write songs all day in my house, wherever it is. <laughs> um, is that Arizona? Yes. I, I know. I mean, you're, is your is this house with the piano, is it in gonna be in, would it be in Arizona? Assuming that we still, you know, have water and the climate crisis hasn't completely destroyed this place, yes. <laughs> then it's still Arizona. Yeah, this is my home. I love it here. Um, but yeah, I would I would love to, love to live here for the rest of my life. I mean, some people have like, wherever is not here. You know what I'm saying? It's like that, that, that their attitude of like, I don't mind where it is as long as it where isn't, you know, there. Where, where yeah. they, but that's not you. No, no, I like it here. I like, I mean, my dad's from, from Scottsdale as well, actually. And um, got, you know, all of his brothers here. And I don't know. Yeah, I grew up here. It's, it feels like home and I, that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> so you've traveled a bit how much of your performing or in things like that? Well, first of all, how many for an independent artist, for an independent musician like yourself, what's busy? I, you know, I, I have no idea of the context and I'm, I'm sure most people don't. What's busy as far as how many gigs, performances in a month, you know, are, would be considered busy, like generally and then for you? Um, I don't know about generally. I, I actually have no idea. But um, for me, like before COVID, I was playing probably five or six gigs a month, like between my own concerts and 
you know, uh, doing like restaurant gigs and weddings and whatever. Um, but as far as like actual shows go, like concerts where I'm on stage and I'm selling, I'm playing my own music and I'm selling my merch at the merch booth. You really can't do that in the same city more than maybe like once, maybe twice a month. Like if you're trying to draw a crowd. Um, so, you know, that's obviously when, when touring comes in play and you're, you know, playing shows every day in a different city every night and, um yeah that was the most i had ever played i played like three weeks straight um in in the summer of 2019 and it was so fun <laughs> where'd you go i oh, went in uh, so my friend sydney sprague she's another local um singer songwriter she's awesome you should check her out um her and i went up the west coast we went um started in Flagstaff, we went to Salt Lake City, Boise, and then we went all the way up to Seattle, and then down the coast, you know, Portland, um, San Francisco, LA, San Diego, and then back home in Tucson. Um, and then later in the summer, I went as far east as Pittsburgh. I did like a whole Midwest run. And um, and that was, that's literally all the touring I, I've ever done. I was like just getting started and then COVID hit. <laughs> So what was the timing like? You put out the album and then went out shortly thereafter, or, or what? Or no, 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 no. That, that, or that's I've got the time, I got the time capsules wrong. I'm sure. Oh, you're good. Um, so no place. My most recent album came out this January, so it's relatively new. At the okay. time, I had put out Bashful in January of 2019, so it was off of that record that I was that I was touring. And now are you working on arranging dates or is that is like consciously or how does that work? Your manager does it or booking agents? I'm sure I can't I even don't imagine. Have, I don't have a booking agent, <laughs> but um, I, you know, that's kind of like the next step. And what I'm really itching to, to do is get back on the road and start playing shows again. But um, things are kind of a mess just with each state having their own set of like regulations and like things are just like, up in the air like dates are changing um and also i don't know the the ins and outs of this but my manager was telling me a couple booking um agencies were like basically closing like they're like breaking apart and just because everybody was out of a job for you know a year and a half in that department and and this covid prior to covid was it different or i mean it sounds yeah. like so competitive it is fragmented it is i think i mean i don't know maybe i'm um biased just because i've been having a hard time with it recently but it feels like it's the hardest thing to really nail down like as opposed to like a manager or a label like getting a booking agent is like a good booking agent that's gonna get you in you know on good shows essentially it's like there are a limited amount of those every you know, every year. There's a limited amount of venues in the United States. There's a limited, we can even dumb it down to like, there's a limited amount of venues in Phoenix, you know, in a given month. And, you know, there's only two or three good days a week that people are likely to come out for a show, you know? Right. And, and then you, you know, you add in 
the the availability of other good acts playing that other people would want to come see it's like it's it's actually like i don't know it's a little bit more challenging to find um a booking agent because it you know it's a, it's like a supply and demand thing they're limit they're limited quantity <laughs> of ones that are competent right so when you came to the midwest where did you go just curious because I'm located in the Ann Arbor, so you know it's just. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went. I went to Michigan. I went to Detroit. I went to um, what is it, Kalamazoo, in Michigan. I played um, Makokota, Iowa, at this barn. It was so cool. <laughs> um, Iowa. We went to Pittsburgh. We went to Columbus, Ohio. We went, and then we swung down. We went through Nashville, Austin, Fort. Fort Worth, Fort Worth, yeah. Um, we went to Las Cruces, New Mexico, and then Tucson, and then back home. Went to Omaha as well, Denver. <laughs> and I, I have no idea, but I would have thought that, like, for your style of music, guitar, female, that mm -hmm. the college town tour would be in order, no? It's a great idea. Like, I... I that that I should do that. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I mean, Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo has colleges there. You know, a, yeah. a couple of schools, and you know, I mean, it matches well with your your independence and you know your totally. music music style and things like that. Yeah, especially that and in that size, you like your ideal spot is five hundred capacity. Is that that's like the goal if i could if i could sell out a 500 capacity around the world like i'd be happy you know if i went if i made it 10 times that big you you wouldn't be happy you'd be overwhelmed with stage fright or no yeah i'd get through it i i'll work through it again it's just gonna take some time <laughs> no it's just wondering you know what people aspire to or you know, what they think is their ideal spot mm -hmm. and how you even come up with it. I, you know, as opposed to, I don't know, I'm sure some people, you know, dreamed of stadium rock or whatever it would be. And, yeah. you know, I'm not even sure if that's a good idea or a safe idea at this point, who right. even knows, who yeah. even knows. And in Arizona, from your point of view there, everything's open right now 100 percent. that's it no mask no nothing just go about yeah. your yeah <laughs> there are quite a few people wearing masks out in public like but it's not mandated um and even if it was no one's really enforcing it you know it's up to the businesses to kind of um you know put their minimum wage workers in a situation where they have to, you know, argue with people all day long. It's just, there's just no easy answer that we have no precedent. So we have like no idea what's appropriate and then yeah. throw people's, you know, fragmented political view and then forget right. it. There's like, and like almost no way to come up with a good answer. Seriously. So now Danielle's looking, so, three album three full albums and the original demo the, the issue the the negative i think 
and not negative, I wouldn't necessarily say. The good thing is the access, the entry point for someone like you is more accessible. We've got spot, you know, we've got these electronic ways of dis- distribution. Totally. You've got your things out where? YouTube music, Spotify, where else? Yep, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Amazon, Bandcamp. Um, it band? should be anywhere should be anywhere you look if I'm doing my job right. And you arrange for this or your manager or have that? There's um there's like a couple different websites out there that will just, you know, you pay either an annual fee or you a one-time thing and it'll just blast it out everywhere. And, and you opted for that as opposed to doing that in independent? It's, it's, it's actually a lot harder than I thought it would be to get it in certain places like it's not it's not exactly easy or like quick to to do that but um yeah the i mean the website i use i think it's like a flat rate it's like 20 dollars a year to have all of your songs everywhere and it adds as like new um like new streaming platforms become available it adds them to it so it's like it's it's a good little system that's pretty, I mean, like I said, the the you know, similarities just out there. So are persons out there trying to be kind of agents or managers for artists like yourself and musicians trying to getting your name out there? And what's that process like? Or is it just Danielle doing this and trying to learn everything one at a time by yourself? Um, I do. I do actually have a manager. He's out in Illinois and um, he he does i mean he's helped he's helped immensely like he he his he's more of like the booking side of things and helps me like you know he connected me with the pr firm that helped me put out the most recent album um he's connected me with other artists that he manages to you know he's gotten me touring opportunities and like pretty much anything like I if I say like I need help like I need you to send out some albums this week I don't have the time or whatever he'll he's on it um but yeah there's that I mean there's booking agents there's there's labels there's you know it's a it's like a you wear so many hats as like an independent musician there's there's so much more than even I um am aware of you know (laughs) that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I feel like is everything. And then someone will be telling me about their experience and whatever. And I'll be like, Oh my God, I need to be doing that too. And, you know, and it just multiplies. <laughs> so many different things for you to manage. Yeah. Spokes, you know, somebody described to me as spokes. I mean, when I was, you know, trying to get my book off the ground and into the right spot, et cetera, et cetera. And when I was telling you, I think I've written you an email. It's like, we're actually, you know, I remember those days and yeah, and I still have them. I mean, I still yeah. am managing a bunch of different, you know, inputs of this, that, and the other. What's the stuff that you like detest doing? Um, it's a love hate thing, like shipping out merchandise. Like it's very like tedious and I like to write like notes to everybody. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's always just like the looming chore, you know? And it's like, it's one that's like, thankfully it's one that's like never really done you know because like as soon as you finish up a batch like another one can come in and you're like geez okay now I gotta put this off for another week and (laughs) 
So are you managing your own inventory or, I mean, you order the hard copies and you get some CD yeah. or a CD or something like that. And it comes, so you've got like boxes and crates like this in your apartment and then yeah. you send them out one by one by yourself. Yeah. So I do have a manager out in, um, he's in uh, Illinois, but I do have like 500 copies of my first record and then 250 copies of my second record. And they're all just sitting in my entryway, which is a very <laughs> cute look for the apartment. Um, yeah, it's all it's all me. And, you know, sometimes he'll my my manager will be he's got copies because he'll send them out to you when when I just can't get to it. Um, but operations manager is right here <laughs> yeah no i this is exactly what i was saying is that you know, i was writing the book and then there were these like things that you know i couldn't imagine where you're writing a, a some kind of like short note to who somebody independently bought your book from your web or your book your your music from your website and things like that yeah yeah i'll, I'll write little thank you notes to people who buy my merchandise. Oh my <laughs> so I thought we'd take another break for another song. Danielle, why don't you give us a quick explanation of the song and what it's about, and then you'll be on your way. All right, awesome. Uh, I'm gonna play another song off the most recent album called By Now. Um, it is, it's the, uh, it's the second track on the, on the album. It's kind of a, um, Sorry, it's about it's about a thinking you're over something and like thinking you've worked through something emotional and hard and then realizing that you're still hurting after some sort of trigger or whatever. Basically it's about it's about the healing process and about how it's very nonlinear. Oh wait, wait, wait before you start, I, I the reason I, I switched us from just focus on you to focus on on us both because this is my personal favorite song. I've listened to all your songs. The, the, <laughs> this is this is the one that it, of the, of the songs. I'm glad you've chosen it. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Oh, stay inside till the sun's well up, and I'll lose my mind every week or so. Cause you tell me lies like you mean it, like promises, but you'll never keep. Do you think of me when the lights go down? Does anything feel missing when the music cuts out? I just thought that I'd be over it by now. Uh, 
So we live in a world of dominated by social media. Where, where can people see you online? Um, they can see me uh, just about everywhere. I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter. I think Instagram is the thing I'm probably the most active on. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on all of them. <laughs> you're, you're not on TikTok. I am. I am. I'm working on my presence. I only have one video up right now. Um, but, you know, I have big plans for my TikTok. It's crazy because I don't, I mean, I don't watch the TikTok for the, you know, I don't know, OnlyFans. <laughs> Let's just stop there for, for the people who want to be OnlyFans famous. Yeah. But it's crazy the amount of talent of music and vocalists specifically yeah on you know because it's this like 60 second shot at and we've got like persons like you know not making you an exact comparison to anybody but you know they're writing their little tunes sitting in front of their you know keyboards etc cetera, etc cetera, and creatively yeah. and you get this 60 i would think that you would be all over it i was like i looked you up on so you know once i was like had you on YouTube music and playing for this other video. I'm like, okay, what other broadcast? I was a little surprised. So what do you, what are your, what's your hand? Is it handle now? Is it called handle on, on Instagram? Is it just your name or how? Oh that... yeah. Yeah. It's just my name. Okay. And, and then what about TikTok? I actually don't know. I have to look. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I'll probably end up, I, I, I realized that I already had, I don't know how TikTok knew this, but it like took my email and it's got like my little YouTube thing and that that account is available and I have access to it, but I started a different account 
So I'll probably change it. But anyways, it's my name with two K's at the end instead of just the one. But is that the one with the YouTube connection? Because I think you'd want to link. Okay. That's, yeah, that's what I need to do. I think that one is just Danielle Direct. Let me see. Because uh, uploading to getting it to your whatever official, what you're calling official for YouTube or whatever. I mean, like I said, what you're going through and sounds like very familiar territory to me, like having to pull together all the yeah. independent different possible yeah. audiences, distribution and the hurdles yeah. and then, okay, you got these responsibilities and their costs yeah, there are costs, and you don't know if you're going to get compensated for that, et cetera, right. et cetera. And is it worth the cost for this, or and then there's short run and long run, and this and that and the other. It's just like right. I'm sure it's like it can be overwhelming, but Absolutely. TikTok free, right? And you can just yeah hijack and like edit out and you know send out the 60 seconds that you want out of your speaking of rich. So you have videos on your songs, is it right? Yeah, I do. And where do those appear? Do those, those appear are on YouTube. On YouTube? Yeah. How'd you pull together the videography? Um, I think just about every every video has a different videographer. It's um you know, it's a it's a has it's a complete mixed bag, um, as far as like stories, but they're usually just friends of mine. And, uh, okay. Yeah. And you got like friends who are just doing it for their leisure or as their job or? Again, like kind of a mixed bag of both. Um, most of them are professionals. Like um, the girl that did the There Goes My Heart and um, or I guess, yeah, she did the There Goes My Heart video. She does film like for a living. Okay. Um, the, the eggshells video, that was like an emergency called in from a friend needed a video um and got it done in like you know a couple days he he had like a drone that was like following me running so that was like it i think he he's trying to make it like his his you know another Thanks. source of income but he did it it was a favor for me <laughs> um and then one of my photographers shot the video for mistakes on super eight film um, which was really cool. what, what super eight film wasn't that like decades like ago old, yeah it's like it's old looking film uh you should check it out it's the mistakes video um it's on my page on youtube um we we filmed it at mount rainier on super eight um film it looks cool but um and then yeah i think the, those are where all the ones right oh and then broken wings that was another one so we used the Super 8 film again. Um, that one was really fun to film. It was like, the concept was, I had fallen in love with a red flag, like a literal red flag. And um, it's about us like getting married and you see like, you know, there's flashbacks to us falling in love and getting coffee, me and this literal red flag. Um, and we I've shot seen all the video. I've seen huh? the video. I've, I've seen, seen the video. video. I, I've seen the video. I was like, I don't have any, I, I was going to try to like, you know, find a red flag for the backdrop instead of this, <laughs> instead of this be kind. <laughs> Just to say, I've, I found this person. 
<laughs> yeah. It was, it was fun. Fun. That one was a, that half of that was shot by the same girl who did the, the mistakes video. And then the other half was shot by a guy named Freddie Paul, who also does it for a living. What I'll do is I'll include everyone's links, links cool. to your social media outlets, everything you've mentioned here. Danielle, good luck to you. You know, I hope Thank that so it, it's quite a thing, you know, and, and part of the reason for, you know, like I said earlier at the beginning of our conversation, you know, we have that in common. You, It doesn't sound like I've got like some like 160 page, like financial ramifications book, you know, which may yeah. not seem anything like as taking your creativity and talent, but kind of getting all of these different spokes together and aligned up and to be responsible for it, et cetera, et cetera. That's a, it's a big task on top of totally. <laughs> creating your music, which is of yeah. course, you know, at the heart of it. So. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Danielle. Yeah, I've enjoyed today. Right <laughs>